0: Welcome to Metal Vice, the podcast where we talk about all things music.
1: Well, the things we care about.
0: That's right. Which is mainly metal music and live music. I'm on your host Brian. Joined the other host Karen. Um, and a little bit different. No metal music. But no metal music. Live music this time. Yes. Um, what are we talking about, Karen?
1: Uh, we went to see one of the Candlelight performances here in Chicago.
0: Yeah. Um, before we dive super far into it, I guess let's start by what is the Candlelight? Because this is something you found a year, two years yeah. ago, or something.
1: Yeah, last year I found. Well, I had an ad for. A candlelight experience where they were doing a tribute to Lincoln Park. Um, I wanted to go really bad, but we already had tickets to something or we weren't in town or something. I don't know. We were busy, basically. We weren't available that night, and so we didn't go, but um, then I saw this one come up, and this was a tribute to Hans Zimmer. Right? Hans Zimmer? Yeah, yeah Hans <laughs> okay. Zimmerman. Zimmerman? Or I think Zimmer? so. Zimmer. Maybe just Zimmer. Yeah, Zimmer? It's just Zimmer. Okay. There's no in yeah. there. Hans Zimmer. Um, so, uh, who... Uh, composes, or not composes
0: uh well he he writes the scores for a bunch the, of writes the scores yeah. yes yeah that's what i was trying to say yeah so, so kind of a composer yeah i would but, say
1: yeah but we learned last night that he doesn't know how to read or write music doesn't so. know how
0: to read or write music and has other people who like he'll make the music and they'll write it down yeah i'd I still call that a composer to some extent okay i mean maybe not i don't know wants that's enough technically
1: but. but okay but uh yeah so we anyways we went and saw that performance
0: um a little bit more about it though the name is Candlelight, and they play in a room full of candles. Like the only light in the room is supposed yeah. to be from like the candles. So it's yeah. that's sort of where the name for Candlelight comes from. And they play in not weird venues, but they play in just whatever venue they can find like an old mansion. Like this was in Stan mansion here in Chicago up in Logan square. Yeah. Um, just this old mansion that gets rented out a lot for weddings. Like if you go to their website, you can book it for weddings and whatnot. That's mainly, I think what they get used for wedding and, weddings and events. Um, but this was a really cool venue as well. Uh, we'll get into the venue here in a little bit, I guess. I'm jumping all over the place. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, and then, as you said, they do a bunch of other music, not just um, Linkin Park or Hans Zimmer, but they have, like, ballet they do. A yep. bunch of classical music that uh, they're trying to, like, uh, I think they call, like, democratize or something like that, where they're basically, I think that's Is what they said. Is that what I they saw. said? Oh, okay. I don't know. Um, but, but basically,
1: it, they turn other music, like, any music into, like,
0: Classical music. Yeah, I think the whole point, and even when they came up on stage and talked, to the the man that was playing, and last night the performance was, the quartet that was playing was, um, the I always say metropolitan, but that's wrong, it's the Metropolis String Quartet. Yes. Here in Chicago. Um, but it's like, they were saying that they were trying to bring classical music and make it more accessible and available to other people. Because I'm a big, not a big classical fan. I like classical music growing up. That was like my first love of music was through classical music. Um, And I've been to a few orchestras and classical performances. We were going to go a few years ago to see a Beethoven piece played by the Chicago Orchestra when they were like celebrating Beethoven. Yeah. But tickets were insanely expensive. They were really expensive. I want to say like over $100 for like the cheapest seats. Over like $260. Was it really? Yeah.
1: It was a lot. But maybe that was for two tickets. I can't remember, but it was a lot of money. yeah. Yeah.
0: So I think like this is a good way to like make it accessible cheaper for The average person who might be interested in it or want to go check it out. So I thought that was really cool. Yeah. Um, Getting into the tickets real quick, we already said it was at Stan Mansion. Uh, There were three sections of tickets A, B, and C sections. We got the cheapest section, $33, um, which there were no fees, but on your receipt that you sent me, there was like a, they were all combined, like the total. So I just threw it in tax. There was $3.38 in tax per ticket as well, roughly in there.
1: Yeah. And to explain. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say explain like the ticketing. So it wasn't a very large venue. I mean, if you think about a house and then like having they took like basically all the rooms out of it. So then you have this big open room that you have for um, weddings. So like that size of a room. Well, that doesn't really make sense. But I'm just trying to explain like it's not that big of a room. And then they had like the three sections. So the A section was close to the stage. B section was like kind of the middle and then C was in the back. Yep. And then they also had two balcony sides where like the A section was the front of the balcony and then C and then, or B, and then C was in the back of those as well. Yeah, on we can both throw sides. up this
0: little seat map we have right here of it too. Um, yeah, the balconies on either side of the stage. So stage left, stage right had their own little balcony, yep. quote unquote. It was just a sort order of this raised up section with um, pillars holding it up, which is where we ended up sitting. It I thought it'd exactly. be really cool to sit there. The view wasn't the greatest. The floor probably would have been a better view uh, yeah. for sure.
1: But it was okay. I mean, yeah, it wasn't bad. It wasn't yeah. bad.
0: All I could see was the viola and the cello, so I couldn't see anybody else.
1: Oh, see, I couldn't see the cello, but I could see the violins and the viola.
0: The cello was like right in the middle, so you but, missed this viola too.
1: No, I could see the viola. I could see the people standing, but the cello. Oh, because he was sitting down. Yeah, I gotcha. See him. Okay.
0: Yeah. yeah. See, on the ground, the floor level I think would have been better because you're down and the stage is elevated. So even though you're sitting behind people and the taller people, you're going to have them in the way, they're only going to block off the performers like knees. So maybe all of the cello as well there you would have missed. <laughs> uh, but I only saw two fourths of the corset playing. You saw all, well, you saw three fourths of them. Playing. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But, oh, well, I mean, we talked about if we do another one, we'd get the A section just so you can be.
0: So I was thinking stage. about that too, because I'm looking at these tickets. Um, C section we paid thirty three dollars for. oh uh, well, this is a different one.
1: Yeah, it's it's a different. Um, oh, this is the price. kind of light to
0: Adele. Yeah. All right. Um, I thought I found the prices for. It th- was thirty three dollars. We paid thirty three dollars for ticket. We tenant. did. But oh, but you really want to see how much it is for the? Here it is the because they're there. still up for the Hans Zimmer one. Yeah. So for some reasons, the day after. Um, oh, this is a different date. Oh, okay. So. Is it really okay? Where's this date. at? Stan mansion again. Interesting. They're doing it again. That's awesome. Uh thirty-three dollars for zone C, fifty dollars for zone B, and then 59. fifty nine yeah. fifty for zone A. That's
1: why I chose zone C.
0: I mean, I, if we do this again, honestly, we talked about doing like zone A. I'd be fine with zone C, honestly. Just sit like, on the floor. Yeah, just sit on the floor next time. Yeah. Sixty bucks for getting rail seats, basically. <laughs> you don't need to be on the rail for this this performance. And it was
1: only an hour, I mean, we'll get to it, but it was only like an hour long. It so. was only an hour long, yeah. Yeah, so 60 bucks for an hour performance is
0: kind of... Again, scary. though, like that's cheaper than going to see an actual orchestra. It right? is, yeah, yeah. So you get that classical music, that classical feel for sure, which is awesome, but still pretty pricey for yeah. for an hour performance. Um, considering the type of shows we typically go to for live music where we, you know, you get three openers yeah. or two openers and a headliner. Yeah. Um. Three four hours of fun for forty bucks. So I don't know, even more like 60, 60 to a hundred dollars or something. And that to me that seems reasonable. Yeah, price but sometimes tag.
1: we uh, sometimes we get all that for twenty five dollars. Also that so, yeah. I mean,
0: um, this does seem a bit steep for a price, but thirty three I think is a good sweet spot for me yeah. personally.
1: Um, I wonder if I added the cancellation when I bought them, and that's why there was an extra three dollars. Oh, maybe charge.
0: Interesting. All right. <laughs>
1: It, it probably automatically puts it on there, <laughs> and I didn't notice. <laughs> I didn't see that either. Anyways, that's a different story. But
0: um, Yeah, let's get into the venue a little bit. We didn't okay. talk a whole lot about yeah. this before getting into the performance. Um, the venue, as we said, was in Stan Mansion up in Wicker Park. Yeah,
1: so it's like a, st- um, what do they call that? Like a, st- uh, not brownstone, but like a st- uh, graystone. Oh, graystone. Those yeah. are considered graystones. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Just so this big
0: stone mansion. Yeah. Uh, two lots worth of chi- in Chicago? Mm. Lot and a half?
1: Maybe a lot and a half. Because there's more rooms off to the side. Well, yeah, because I'm not sure how that all goes together. Because like when you walk through the gate, there's also another mansion like right next to another house. I'm gonna say mansion because they're pretty big. Right to the right. Yeah, yeah, but that looked like a house. Like
0: that looked like it was attached almost. Oh no, there was
1: it was there was a you could tell that they're like so close, but it's a different building. Because that had the cat. Yeah, yeah,
0: tree. Yeah. See, I thought that was the same. Walking up, I didn't look too closely. I assumed that was the same because the yard was shared too. That's what
1: I'm saying. Like I don't know how the lots work. Like if if somebody like back way back when bought two lots together and then built those two buildings. Okay. Like I don't know how that all works.
0: I assumed walking up because the yard was together and everything that we're walking straight up. This is going to be the, uh, the patron entrance where we're going to go up and go into the, the venue. And then that other side was either like, the offices space for the venue, um, when they have weddings, that's where their are changing rooms and stuff are going to be. That's what I assumed that that, that house was, but it definitely could have been a, a second house. I didn't look too closely. Yeah. To it looked like a real sure. house. So. It did, but I yeah. mean, you can have an office cat. That'd be awesome. Anywho, um, yeah. Walk up staff, super friendly, super nice helping you in. You scan your ticket, you go up to the top of the floor where, uh, Go up the stairs to the yeah. second floor, third floor, whatever floor it is. I don't know. Um, And then there's sort of a large hall for concessions and bar, basically. Yeah. Um, and then you go into the... the describing this weird. <laughs>
1: <laughs> there's two rooms with a hall in, um, in between.
0: Yeah, so once you get to the, t- the landing at the top of the stairs, yeah. to your left is where the venue section is going to be where you go to sit and, and see the performance at, at this performance anyway. And then to your right, that's where that, that concession area is going to be. Yeah. Um, Which is
1: like a bar in the back and then like a city, a couple seating areas yep. and stuff, yeah.
0: You walk straight in and straight ahead of you is the stage. You're sort of going down the aisle to of the seats, I think. I can't remember exactly. Yeah, yeah, there was an aisle, yeah. Um, and then at the two balconies we mentioned earlier, um, to the left and to the right. And like I said, we set up there. Um, candles were... Along the aisles, I want to think, and on the stairs going up to the balcony yep. and on the, at the beginning of each section of, of seats. And then on the stage, there were a bunch of other candles of different heights and whatnot, but not real candles, probably for safety reasons. <laughs> yeah,
1: um, I think uh, the one next to – or in the row before, ahead of us got kicked over like four times. Yeah. So if it was a real candle, that could be bad.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, walking up, I thought they were um, oil candles, yeah. honestly. Yeah. It's like, oh, that makes sense that way because I I had wondered like, aren't these gonna melt as the performance goes on? Uh, And then we walked up and I looked down. It's like, oh, it's an oil candle. That makes sense. But then when we sat in our seats and looked down at them, it's just a little plastic fake candle with a light in it. Um, that it's either one of those flickering lights or there's a little motor thing in there with a wick that the wick goes back and forth. Yeah,
1: that's making it flicker. Um, but it was. I mean, they it makes it look really cool, like really realistic. Um, even though that they're electric candles,
0: I was going to ask you, because I noticed throughout the performance as I would look up at the ceiling or look over to the side, that you'd see not like a flash, but I saw like a little flicker. glint of the yeah. flicker of light on the ceiling or on yeah. the walls. And I was like, oh, that's actually really cool. Yeah, effect. on
1: the on the back you could see it a lot, like on the back wall or whatever you could see a lot. and But I think that's how you kind of know that it's all electric because the uh, shadow is like the same the yeah, whole time yeah, and yeah. it's not like if you have a regular candle you can see that it's like, gonna be down moves. dancing around yeah, a little bit
0: more yeah so. but it was kind of a cool effect i did see myself from time to time looking at the ceiling or the walls to to, to take a look at that and see what was yeah. going on there yeah um when the performance started the band the members came out um i don't know they're a band or an orchestra a quartet. Or yeah a quartet. there we go that's what they are um we're like, so used to say in the band <laughs> yeah the quartet yeah the quartet comes out with their instruments takes their spots uh, the lights dim and then all you have is that candlelight to yeah. light the performance. There was so much candlelight on stage that it lit them up pretty well, I would say. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, and
1: then they had their little lights on their music. Yeah, on but, their stands to see the yeah. music.
0: Um, by the end of it, I don't know if this is the time to bring it up or not, but by the end of it, I did feel like the candlelight aspect of it was a bit gimmicky. Um, I thought it was really cool, but it... Did feel a little gimmicky toward the end, and just like, all right, uh, after after like twenty minutes or so, I was like, all right, I, I'm over the candlelight aspect of it. I care more about the music and the candlelight aesthetic, and and the feel of it is sort of, it doesn't add as much weight to me oh. at that time. Uh, if that makes sense, what I'm saying. Yeah,
1: I get what you're saying. I guess I never had a thought either way. It, it's cool. But I think I would see the performance even if it wasn't Candlelight. Is yeah, that what you're trying to get at? I think
0: so, yeah. Because we want to yeah. go back again, especially for that Lincoln Park. Line. Yeah, want to check yeah. that out. I don't um, see
1: it on any city list, so maybe they're just not doing it right now. But Yeah,
0: hopefully they bring it back. Yeah. Or something along that lines of any sort of metal or rock artist. Yep. Because yep. you mentioned, I don't know if you mentioned it
1: not yet, but the no.
0: Adele, they're doing this same quartet is mm-hmm. doing an Adele performance at the end of February at the Music Box Theater here in yeah. Chicago. Yeah, and Coldplay. And Coldplay after, yeah. It's like yeah. an hour of Adele, then a break, then an hour of Coldplay.
1: Yeah, for two separate performances. So yes. if you want to go, you tickets. two separate performances,
0: yeah. Uh, the Music Box Theater is one of my absolute favorite theaters in Chicago. They've yeah. um, got a 70-millimeter projector, so you can see. like That's where the Hateful Eight went. Quentin Tarantino released it to theaters. He only took it to a few theaters if they had a 70 millimeter projector. And this was one of the theaters that had it. They brought Inception back and played that in 70 mm Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. So I went to go see that. Um, Oppenheimer saw- as well in 70 millimeter. So like it's, it's, a, it's a great viewing experience. But also it's this old. I don't want to say rundown because it's not rundown. But it's this old, old theater where it's the old seats. That nope. stadium seating. No. Um, but the seats are run down. The seat, and old. <laughs> they're old. I wouldn't say run down. Like they still function as
1: seats. Yeah. The, you can fill the seat through the cushion.
0: Yeah, I, I love it. It's it, it's so great. It's such a fun experience to go.
1: Um I, I've only went once and it was to see Kevin Smith. Kevin Smith with uh what what's the movie that he, uh, Jane yeah, Silent Bob Strike Back? Or yeah, something? the second one yeah. for Jane
0: Silent Bob. Yeah, so
1: we went for that, which was really cool because there is like a stage. Plus a movie theater, or like a screen. So, like, there was a screen and then an organ player, right?
0: Oh, shit. I think you're right. There was an organ yeah. player. So, I know for Quentin Tarantino for Hateful Eight, they he wanted that experience to be, like, an old school movie experience. And in that movie, there was an actual intermission part. Oh, okay. And leading up to it, where you typically have... Um, uh, uh, trailers going on, it was just an organist up there playing the organ, playing the yeah. music for Hateful Eight, which is how music movies used to be done back in the day, apparently.
1: See, I feel like for Kevin Smith, they had an organ player as well. No, I forgot. Yeah, okay. I forgot about that. Okay, okay. Yeah. And then, like, he was able to come out and, like, talk, Kevin Smith was anyways. But we're talking, I mean, yeah. But that's a really cool experience. I think that's February 28th. It is. And I, I can't go Chicago. to it. We can't go to it, which,
0: yeah. unfortunate, Um, it would be a blast. But... Uh, It kind of is a good segue into this because it's all about Hans Zimmer. Yeah, that's true. And movies. (laughs) And they did play Inception. This
1: would be really cool to do a music box for the movies.
0: So I was going to bring that up too. Um, I saw Inception there. Their first song they opened with was an Inception piece, Time, Um, which we can pull up that. Do we want to go over the set list all right now or sort of go through? We can probably go
1: through it because there's only the one, I mean, one performance, so it's a little bit different than – doing a normal concert performance. Yeah. So we can kind of talk about each, so piece, we, well, each section a piece or, you know, like how they did them in like little sections.
0: Then they opened with time from inception. <laughs> <laughs> Fucked that up. Like four times trying to say that, uh, probably gonna get cut out, but whatever. They opened no, but with, <laughs> I should leave them all in there. <laughs> they opened with just like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> um, and I love that piece. I love that movie so much. It's such a powerful emotional piece for me when I hear it felt very, very weird as your opener to have that because I view that as sort of a sort of sad song. Or I always get more on the sad side of the scale when I hear that song because I always think of the movie and the scenes and the one scene in particular where Dom is holding Maul and she's saying, But you said we'd grow old together. Yeah, Yeah. It cuts back to them in limbo the first time they were there. And up to that point in the movie you always see them as young as as we see them in the movie but at that point you see them from a distance as old people and it ends with them holding their hands the way they always hold their hands as old wrinkly hands yeah and it's like oh shit because then he's like but don't you remember we did and like that music's playing and like i whenever i s- hear that song i think of that scene and it's just sort of it's sort of a sad feeling for me which is a weird fucking way to start a show is with a sad opening yeah
1: um, like a very slow, sad, yeah, song, yeah.
0: Um, but I love the song. I'm glad they they started with that. Well, I not glad they started with it, but I'm glad they included that.
1: Yeah, yeah. I guess like thinking of how w- the shows we normally see, which are normally metal shows, like if they have a slower song, like more heartfelt song, it's normally in the middle to give like a break, yeah, a little lull break, <laughs> where this is kind of different to have it. At right at the beginning
0: definitely definitely a different structure in terms of a live performance because as you said it, the a lot of the shows we go to are a lot heavier yeah. and faster um, you're gonna have a lot more moshing the crowd's gonna go into it so having that slower song in the middle is a great way for the crowd to just like all right let's take a breath let's recover a little bit yeah. before we start kicking each other yeah. in the face again yeah
1: um, like i'm thinking uh, i shit on disturb concerts so much but they kind of go heavy 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 and then they have their Like sound of silence, a reason to fight, and everything like in the middle, and then they end heavier.
0: I thought the exact same thing because I was like, "There's no way Disturbed would open with Sound of Silence." No, no, they're opening with Get Ready. They could even open with um, the sickness if they want to, but that's their closer. But that'd be awesome as an opener as well. It gets you in the mood. It gets you ready for what you're gonna go through. And then yeah, but that's when that middle piece. I thought the exact same thing. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know exactly where throughout this performance, uh, again, it's probably about 20, 30 minutes in, when the candlelight aspect of it started to wear off on me, um, but I did think about what you mentioned earlier of in this being done in the movie box with the movies, um, if it would have been better, the overall performance would have been better without the candlelights, but with the movie scenes I'm behind playing, them.
1: yeah. Yeah, that would be kind of a cool experience to have, like, the trailers, like, silent. Yeah, yeah. But, like, playing behind them while they played the song.
0: But then I wonder if I would get more distracted and focus oh. more on the, the visual, movie. the yeah. movie, than I do the actual music itself. Yeah, that's true. Um, Where they, this is
1: kind of, you have to focus on the artist. Yeah.
0: So, that was just one aspect I thought about. Like, this is all movies. It's easy to do a visual a component to this as well. Um, because, again, for me, the candlelight sort of wore off and... Kind of gimmicky toward the end. If we go again, I'm I'm not going because it's candlelight. I would yeah. go if, to hear the music. If this quartet is like we're gonna be doing music in the park, we're gonna be doing our quartet at X Y Z venue. No candlelight, just dim lights or whatever. I'll probably still show up for that. Um, yeah. So yeah, um, I get what you're saying. I yeah.
1: I feel the same way. Where I would rather go just for the live music than you know, yep. uh for the candlelight aspect or the. I don't know. I felt like they kept going back to, like, it was a romantic night <laughs> or something. So this was right around Valentine's it Day. So is, I wonder yeah. if it was
0: promoted as sort of, like, because even on uh, the website for where you can book these tickets, they have, like, a whole Valentine's-themed section. Oh,
1: okay. So I okay. think they're all supposed to be, like... I mean, they have them all year round, though. They do, so. but I think it's more, uh, like, yeah. to promote it for that. Maybe, maybe. Um, was it after um, Inception that... Um, Sorry, I forgot <laughs> all of their names. But when she started talking about coming out and seeing live music and.
0: Yeah, it was after time that we had our first sort of speaking interaction with the, the members of the quartet. Um, I can't remember their names either. The the first woman all the way on the left or I guess stage right. She would have been stage right. Uh, played the violin. Yeah. Uh, came out and started speaking, saying thanks for coming out to live music. Talked about the song a little bit. Uh first asked, like, all right, who knows what that's from? And there were a handful of people who shouted out, like... Yeah, this is Inception. Han- Inception. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, Hans Zimmerman, but <laughs> Zimmer. Um, but I know going into it, you had asked, like, you were like, I wonder what it's going to be like. If it's all going to be quiet and no, like, interaction, or if they're going to come out there and speak. And yeah. there was our answer
1: right yeah. away. Yeah. Which they didn't speak that much, but, I mean, every couple songs, I think that they came out and spoke. But I guess something that she brought up that I was like, oh, this is true. This is why we are recording this podcast because it is live music. Like it's not. And one thing that she said is with the Hans Zimmer performances and other performances as well, but it's taking electric music and doing it in a classical way. So they had to come up with the sounds of all these electric instruments using two violins, a cello, and a
0: viola. Yeah, they brought up... Um, I
1: don't know if it was during that I think speech, it but...
0: was... Yeah, I can't remember. Yeah, so it, each, it doesn't really matter. Each member, got, each member of the quartet got a speaking part where they'd introduce the next songs, talk about the next songs mm-hmm. a little bit, and some other things, too. Um, one of the individuals like, introduced the, the, all the band members and yeah. whatnot, the quartet members. Yeah. Um, <laughs>
1: It's okay, and we'll interchange that word quartet and band. Yeah,
0: I do remember her talking during her, her segment. I think it was her who, who brought this up, but that Hans Zimmer has done over 150 movie, movie scores, yeah. scores. Um, and when you think about that, there's another famous uh movie producer of music I don't know what to call them like composers, um, musicians who make music for movies um scores and whatnot uh john williams who did star wars i think he did jaws as well he's done a fuck ton of shit as well did she bring him up she did i think because she brought him up as he primarily does classical type only strings only xyz with an orchestra that you when you think of classical music that's what you think of hans zimmerman or hans zimmer sorry i always fuck that up is slightly different, where he does include those electrical, sympathized okay. instruments as well. Okay. And that's where she was bringing up, I think, the, the, you, as you were saying, you have to come, you have to find a way to make that same sound with those instruments. Yeah, yeah.
1: So when she said that, I was like, oh, that's what Apocalyptica does. Like, they have four cellos. Yeah. I mean And a drum.
0: And a drum, and sometimes a guitar. And
1: sometimes, yeah, but like when we saw them live, it was just four, three cellos, really, because... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, One of them wasn't there, but and then the drum kit, and it's like they have to make up the whole like thing when they um, do Metallica. Their Metallica album. Yeah. Yeah. So they have to kind of come up with all those sounds of a bass of a um, electric guitar and everything, and like mold that with just cellos Yes. Yep. So I mean, sorry, I'm bringing this back to metal music, (laughs) but when she said that, I immediately thought of Apocalyptica and what they do, and I'm like, oh. It's true, when you take electric music and do it in a classical way, you have to come up with those sounds somehow. Yep, yep. So,
0: Uh, But then the other part of her little speech, or her little talk, was also introducing the next two songs, which were Lion King and Madagascar. And she brought up a little funny bit like, Wait, whoa, Lion King, I know what you're thinking. That was Elton John. (laughs) She's like, well, he did a couple songs, but he didn't do all of them. Hans Zimmer also wrote some. Uh, So we get uh, The Land from The Lion King, which is beginning i don't know oh no i think that's when uh mufasa dies
1: yeah i think it's when like they're running or like yeah like the part that i remember is like gosh i haven't seen the lion king for so long but where like they're all running down the canal or the is that a canal uh, yeah the, like the the land
0: <laughs> the little i don't know what's called the yeah. divot between the two lands yeah like, canyon the canyon, canyon. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah yeah and then the, and then it's after, like, when Mufasa dies, and then afterwards, that's all, that song. Because
0: I, I picked it up, and I was like, oh, yeah I think that's when Mufasa dies. Yeah. Um, which, throughout this, the movies I have seen, I was definitely, oh, that's from this scene. I was trying to pick the scene. Oh, and yeah. On. And I think you mentioned the same thing coming yeah, home. Yeah, on the way
1: home. Like, it was very hard for me to picture what was being played and where it is in the movie. And I spent a lot of time trying to do that. And then finally, I was just like, let me just listen to the music because I was, like, really trying to identify where it, where it pla- uh, placed in the movie.
0: Yeah, there's pieces where I can definitely do that that they played and it was like, all right, that's this scene in the movie. I remember this piece. Um, and there's other movies or shows that were played that I was like, I don't remember what the fuck that's from or where that's at. Um, but I, that was a little game I was playing personally. I was like trying to figure out yeah. what the scene was as well. Yeah. Um,
1: have you seen Madagascar
0: I have not seen Madagascar <laughs> so uh time and the land are the two I could definitely pick up then Madagascar played it's like I have no fucking clue yeah, what I don't this know that.
1: is I, I feel like I've seen Madagascar I or like have. I've played like I, I've i watched it but gosh I don't I don't remember it at all
0: so. yeah uh so don't really remember that piece as much either um it was good I guess yeah yeah um it, it didn't hit for me because I hadn't seen the movie and didn't really care so yeah it, which is weird I did care I did enjoy the music but it's like you didn't have any thought to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Just yeah. sit and enjoy.
1: Yeah. Um, then we get to the superhero. Oh no, no, no! no sorry, don't. sorry. Then we get to the war music.
0: <laughs> yeah. So we get our next uh, presenter. I can't remember who this was. It was a cello guy. Was it the cello guy? Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. He d- he presented the next four. So it was the war and then the superheroes.
0: Okay. Yeah, yeah. I didn't think he was the next four, but yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 He was. Um, And we start with Dunkirk. Um, We didn't say, though, for Madagascar. The song was uh, Zuster's Breakout. Yeah. Uh, Dunkirk is... I don't know who Zuster is, so... Yeah, I don't know either. (laughs) Dunkirk was Supermarine. Um, Dunkirk's a movie you haven't seen. I haven't seen it, no. Uh, I love that movie again. Talking a lot about movies. Um, Another Christopher Nolan movie. Christopher Nolan's now got, what, one, two, three... Just
1: three? Four.
0: Interstellar. Oh, Interstellar. Four songs on on here. Um, Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, anyway, whatever. <laughs> um <laughs> Dunkirk. I love that movie. It's it's really good. You never really see the enemy necessarily. You see a silhouette of a Nazi at the end, but otherwise you hear the sounds of the plane. It's you see the other planes, but you don't see like individual people, right? You know there's somebody in that plane that they're fighting. Um but there's so much suspense and anxiety built on the back of the music, honestly, yeah, and the sound. Yeah. And definitely listening to this, and they brought that up when they were playing this, that, like, there's some very suspenseful sounds that, that came out of this, and I definitely picked up on it when they were, they were playing yeah, this Yeah, me bit. too.
1: And I've never seen it, and I was like, oh, this is obviously from, like, a fighting scene or something. Right. Like, of combat happening.
0: Yeah, and there's really, thinking about the movie, it's been a while since I've seen it, there's not a whole, whole lot of, like, close-up combat. There's definitely a lot of suspense being built. You'll see stuff blow up and whatnot from the planes dropping bombs on the beach. But... It's, you're still building up that suspense without like this typical sort of war movie that you'd have where two people on either side shooting at each other type thing. Mm-hmm. Um, great piece to include as well. Then we get to The Pacific, which is the follow up to Band of Brothers on HBO, yep. but based on the Pacific um, front of the war, theater of the war. Uh, Honor. I have not seen this show. I saw, like, one episode when it first came out.
1: Okay, yeah. I was going to say, like, I remember watching it. Did, unless Grandpa watched it. I oh, don't know. For some reason, I remember watching it.
0: Yeah. Uh, but I don't. this was another piece that I, I couldn't place to yeah. think about. But you
1: could tell from the music. I mean, just uh, they told us that it was from Pacific, and you know it's from a war scene. Yep. So to me, from the music, and granted, I don't know where it's placed either, but it almost seems like after the war, or, like, maybe, like, at the end of a battle or after something happened and like they're going through like scenes of like it being done. That's how I took it just from the emotion of the music could be totally wrong and it could (laughs) be from something else, but that's how I took it.
0: And I think that's a good, good thing you brought up is that like you can feel the music and sometimes you can just listen to it and feel the music. It really helps me sometimes to have somebody explain like, all right, this piece is about, especially for classical music, mm-hmm. this piece is about X, Y, Z. So I know what to sort of expect or what to look for going into it. Again, you can listen to it the first time through and you can find those yourselves, but having somebody else like the composer really wanted you to feel
1: this. yeah,
0: uh, I, I do find that helping a lot. Um, and a, as we mentioned earlier, like the whole point of these candlelight is to sort of bring classical music to, make it more accessible and easily attainable for people. and Or just a different ob- audience. Or a different audience, yeah. yeah.
1: I, I understand what you're saying with accessible and uh, you know obtainable by price and everything that we talked about at the beginning, but also just bring it to a different audience. Like I think that's how it would be like if we went to see the Lincoln Park. I'm not much of a, let's go see ca- classical music, but if they're playing Lincoln Park, I, and that's how I found out about him, is from that performance. And
0: I guess also what I was trying to say, though, is that there are still people making traditional classical music out yeah. there today. Composers out there doing that. I don't really know them. I don't seek this music out. There's a audience out there that hundred percent does seek this out and listens to it and, and loves it. And great for you. That's awesome. That's your thing. Um, I would still gravitate more towards like the, not not the originals, but like the old, old oh, motherfuckers yeah. like Beethoven Bach, <laughs> you know, that.
1: you went from saying originals to the old, old motherfuckers. Well, They're old
0: as shit now. Like, <laughs> Yeah. um,
1: I just thought that was so funny how you explained that.
0: But the whole point, right, like classical music is still being written. There's still classical music out there. But for the average person, I would say they don't really know about that or seek that out. However, every movie you see, every show you see, there's some musical component to it in the background that you don't really pick up on. And a lot of that, in my mind, is classical music or a classical styling of music that I know they said Hans Zimmerman isn't a traditional classical music composer and whatnot, but he's closer to it than uh, any band that we go to see. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. So I, I still sort of lump him. Well, except for a pot to look to Yeah, maybe. <laughs> but I still sort of like lump him in that category or just yeah. adjacent to that category. Yeah. And it's it's really cool for people to understand that like, this type of music is still being written and you enjoy it and you just don't know it because it's in the background of the Avengers movie. And yeah. Yeah. You're, you're just there. not hearing it. Yeah. You're hearing it, but well, you're not yeah, like, you're not picking it up. Yeah, yeah. I get what you're saying. So the like, listen to that music again without the visuals. Again, we brought, I brought that up of, it'd be really cool to have the visuals, but it is kind of cool to not have the visuals and think about all right, What scene was this in? Or how does this make me feel when I hear this yeah. music? I don't know. It's a different way to consume that, that music that you've seen and heard a hundred fucking times because you've watched The Dark Knight a hundred goddamn yeah. times by now. Yeah. Uh, which is our next song, actually. Yep. The Dark Knight from The Dark Knight, another Christopher Nolan movie. Um,
1: this one I was really trying to like pick up on, the scene that was happening in the movie. And I think I got more caught up in that than listening to the music.
0: <laughs> yeah, a little bit for me. I was actually thinking that, Oh, this song is really good. It fits this movie really well. And I was thinking about it late into the night last night because I went back and watched uh, music for this as well as for the new Batman movie, oh. The Batman. And I really love the new Batman movie better than this one, this piece. But again, that one fits that movie so well. This fits this movie so well. And at this point now, I'm getting into which Batman movie music do I like <laughs> most and not just like appreciating the, the this this particular piece of music. Which is really weird for like as a, like a fanboy of like oh but this Batman movie's better for X Y Z this one's better <laughs> though but the yeah. music here is a little better like you can't switch those music out for those movies it it really does fit that movie yeah um, so
1: was this song the beginning song that's played so or is it in two places in the movie
0: so I was gonna bring that up too that with movie composition or mu- movie music it really. I don't think it's the composer who gets to choose when the music is played. It's like, we yeah. wrote a piece of music, and then as the editor, we're going to put that music in this part. So yeah, so it, I'm asking you, where was this in the movie? It was throughout the movie. Okay, okay. Because yeah.
1: like I was picturing it at the beginning, Yep. and then also like when they're going down the cell. Well, in Chicago, it's down the cell by the bank and everything. Is it in that part too? I think so. Okay, because those same, are the two places that I was picturing it. Right, but
0: at the same time, it's one piece of music that is cut and like yeah, this, this, this third one. of it. No, but there's yeah. one yeah. thing. It's really weird to, it's really weird to consume music as that way or like I'm gonna listen to the last third of this at the first part of
1: the oh, movie. Oh, I see what you're saying. You know what yeah. I mean? I wasn't meaning it that way. I was just trying to picture where it was. No, in, I get
0: what you're saying. Yeah, but like, I I was thinking of that while watching this performance oh, as okay. well of oh, this is during this scene and this scene and over here, mm-hmm. or this little bit is here, here, and here. It's It was a weird way to consume music as a moviegoer to then find out, like, oh, it's actually one whole piece that's been chopped up and put all over the fucking place. I see place. what you're saying. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's what I was thinking.
1: Okay. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, yeah, no, no, it's no, no, fine. no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, nothing
0: about it. Um. But yeah, super fucking enjoy. I love The Dark Knight. Like I said, I've seen it probably a hundred times but now i don't know oh, yeah. i watch it all the fucking time i've seen it so many times so yeah just getting to see that and it, it was fun i enjoyed that bit a lot uh then we get to wonder woman and I, this is where going into this section they were talking about time signatures and yep. that it's either four count or a three count yeah for
1: classical music
0: yeah uh, or most music really or most music yeah. uh but wonder woman hans zimmer did it in a seven count In seven count yeah um and it's the main Wonder Woman theme that would, you can think of the movie and, and think of the song. Like, it's that. I, I'm not going to try to.
1: That, that right there? Yeah, that right there.
0: Um, yeah, I, I'm not even going to try to do it. <laughs> no, but that's fine. You could pick that up and you can definitely figure out. Like, I'm not really good at counting music. Like, one, two, three, four. Yeah.
1: I was trying. I think you, I said that in the Uber on the way home. Like, I was trying really bad to, like, try to figure out, like, how do you count to seven? Or, like, how does the seven count come in? And then I realized, I was like, okay, so if I figure out where the one is and then do one, two, three, four, one, two, three, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, then I could do it, but I couldn't do, like in my head, I couldn't do one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, and then start over. It'd be
0: a four, three, four, three, four, three. Yeah,
1: that's how I finally was able to do it at the end. (laughs) Um, I learned how to count in eights, so that makes most sense to me. Well, actually, I learned how to count music in fours and then dance to music in eights. Okay. (laughs) I know. I'm just saying. No,
0: I know. I know. I know. Then we get our next speaking part where we get introduced to the Gladiator song. And our Gladiator suite is the song. And then um, from Interstellar, which is. Oh. Cornfield Chase. uh, Which is Cornfield Chase from Interstellar.
1: Yeah. And he told a little fun thing about the cornfield that it was a real cornfield and they harvested it after.
0: Yeah, I mean, I assumed it was a real cornfield. I know, field. me too. I, I never, just assumed they rented it from a farmer somewhere yeah. that they didn't actually grow it themselves.
1: Yeah, I never had a thought that it was like CGI or whatever.
0: So. Yeah, but apparently they grew their own cornfield and then harvested it afterward and sold it to help fund the movie, uh, which is, I guess, a smart way to yeah. do it. I, better than yeah. renting, I guess, but then you have to rent the land? I don't fucking know. Yeah, I don't know how that works. Um Anywho, that was before we get to Gladiator. Uh,
1: Honestly, I was hoping... So I knew that they were going to play an Interstellar song. Um, and I was really hoping that it was going to be the song that's like when uh, the thing's spinning. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh, that would be really cool to...
0: That's like a definitely intense sort it of... It is, yeah. That's why I wanted to hear bit. was like the intense part. That would fit really well in, I think, with the Dunkirk. Because both of those are sort of super high and intense and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I get like that, that section was the war themed and yeah, superhero yeah, themed. This I is, it. I guess, a different sci-fi? theme. Sci-fi? <laughs> sci-fi and fantasy. I don't know because it's Gladiator, which is some sort of historical, but it's all fake as well. Yeah, it, yeah I don't know. I don't know. Um, but Gladiator was Now We Are Free, I think is the name of the song that was played. It's when basically Maximus dies. Yeah, I think so. Uh, yeah. And he's like being carried out and whatnot. It's, again, another powerful moving piece. And... One, I was definitely thinking about the movie where it fit in. I'll bring up Gladiator later when we talk about the pirates because I have some issues there <laughs> um, with Hans Zimmerman and myself. Or some, not issues, but confliction and whatnot. No,
1: I I, I know where you're going with that because um, I think the same thing.
0: Yeah. But in any case, um, then we get to Interstellar and they talked about the cornfield chase. So I knew where that was. But it's been a while since I've seen the movie. Yeah,
1: we haven't watched it for a long time.
0: That I don't know. It's at the near the beginning. Yeah. Oh, and then we also got introduced to the Dune suite as well from for this section because it was sort of the the presentation before the section started was uh, we're leaving the water world of Interstellar, the water world that they were on in Mm -hmm. Interstellar, to Dune, which is a desert world. Desert, yeah. Um, and Dune was a movie I've seen. I loved the movie. It was great from a visual and from a sound standpoint. The new one's coming out soon, which I want to go see in theaters. The last one I didn't. Um, but even though I loved it, I've only seen it the once, and I can't pick up the scenes that this oh, piece was from. Yeah.
1: I don't think I've ever seen Dune, so I don't
0: And so I sort of just sort of didn't sort of just sat back and enjoyed the music and, yeah. and yeah. whatnot. Yeah. Um, good little piece there, too.
1: Um, So it's either... I, I think it was the Dune Suite, but um, one of the the other violinists from Spain was saying that it when he has a bad day at work, he comes and listens to that. I'm pretty sure it was Dune's the Dune Suite. Oh, really? Yeah, you don't remember that part? I don't remember that part, Because no. he was like, yeah, when I have like a really long day at work or a really long, um, I think it was him that said, anyways, somebody said, and I'm pretty sure because I said it was the song before Sherlock Holmes, so it must be the Dune Suite because I put it in like little notes. But he basically was like, yeah, when I want to have a really long day at work or it's just been a tough day. I go home, I listen to that song, and it just brings me back or it, like, clears my mind and it brings me back or whatever. And when that was said, I was like, this is what you listen to when you have a hard day? Like, I mean, it's just funny how, like, different music to different people does different things. Because, like, when I have a hard day, I'm like, I need the heaviest, fastest music to listen to. But then also when I was telling the person that does my hair that when I'm like really depressed or really anxious or whatever I listen to this and or like listen to m- metal music and she's like but doesn't that make you more anxious and I'm like no <laughs> <laughs> it like takes the anxiety away so it's just so weird how music does different things to different people oh, yeah, that's why sure. I wanted to bring up yeah, not yeah, like yeah. anything about this music but it's like if I listen to classical music when I was like I need you know like when I was so anxious or like people are talking or something you know like something was happening, it would not help. Yeah. Where like... Metal
0: music for you helps, yes. but for somebody else, yeah. classical is more soothing and calming yeah. Yeah. for their anxiety and whatnot. Yeah. yeah. Good points. That. <laughs> okay. No, I don't know how to transition. Uh, Very good points. You're very right. That Like music... You're right. Music for different people has different effects. Um, It's, it's cool to go out and experience the different music and just find out if it's something you enjoy or how it's going to affect you emotionally because you never know until you actually go out and, and try and... I don't know. It's This was definitely a fun experience. We'll talk about that at the end. Definitely a fun okay. experience and definitely worth it. Um, but you did bring up Sherlock Holmes, and we already talked about the Gladiator Suite. I think, so we're looking at the website. Were they switched around? I think they were.
1: Okay, that's, that makes more sense. So I think it's the Gladiator Suite is what the guy listens to.
0: Yeah, so I think after Dark Knight, we get the Interstellar and Dune, and okay. then the next person comes out to introduce the last member of the quartet, to introduce his section, or their section, which was the Gladiator Suite that we already talked okay. about.
1: That makes more sense in my mind. So that's what he listens to. Yeah. Okay, because I was like, I don't think it was Dune.
0: And then Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, yeah. Um, which I thought was really weird, because when he came out, or when they came out to do their first, um, when they came out to do their introduction, they started with talking about Sherlock Holmes. And when that piece of music was played during the, the fight scene, when Sherlock Holmes is fighting his doing the analytics in his head, like first I'm going to punch him in the ribs then I'm going to break his hand and punch him in the nose or whatever uh, section of it. Then we're going to go into gladiator and we're going to talk about gladiator and when we were free type thing and this big epic blah, 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 whatever he was saying. And then they start, and they start playing gladiator. And I was like, wait, no, you said you were going to do Sherlock Holmes first. This isn't Sherlock Holmes. This is gladiator. And then he goes into Sherlock Holmes, um, which definitely, it fit the time it fit the character and that's what the whole thing was was the music doesn't only fit the scene or the style of movie but also it can be written to fit particular characters yeah Yeah. um and i guess i guess gladiator fit for that overall theme of music that fits a character but for me sherlock holmes definitely fit sherlock holmes and that style of music like that made sense to me that music fit that character gladiator I could see it if I work on it a little bit, but Sherlock Holmes is a much better example of music fitting a character, in my opinion. Yeah, I'd agree. Then we go back to our first lady who came out and did the first little introductions. And she came out and said, you guys have been awesome. We have one more song for you. Uh, But if you are really good and really get into the music, we will do an encore. Which was kind of weird to announce that you're going to do an encore. Because you're going to do it regardless. Um, And this was the thing they talked about all... All night. Every presenter, basically, every member of the quartet, basically, when they had their little turn to speak, said the same thing of, like, we really love hearing from you. We love when you guys applaud and cheer. It, it really helps us. It encourages us. We can't see you. It lets us know that you're enjoying it and you're having a good time and it feeds off of us. And we've talked about that a lot of... Um, Bands and musicians at live shows feeding off the crowd and the crowd feeding off the band. It's a cyclical sort of uh, exchange and sort of environment mm-hmm. that happens for classical music and performances like this.
1: You I, don't I, see it? I don't see <laughs> yeah. that. I kind of thought at first when, because I think she said that actually at the beginning yeah. about the whole like we perform better when you react. Yeah. Basically. Um, I honestly think some people took that as like I'm going to scream certain things throughout the performance.
0: <laughs> well, in between songs, there, it happened. People yeah. would scream or cheer and whatnot, which is yeah. cool.
1: Yeah, not during the song. Yeah. But
0: not during the song. I took it as more as she wanted it during the song.
1: Um, But yeah. classical music, you don't really... I know, it really... Like, clap or anything. or Like, you don't really do anything in the middle.
0: It irks me when people do during it. Because I yeah. remember back in, like, elementary school in, like, fourth fucking grade where we had a whole section on uh, classical music. And the teacher was telling us... You do not clap until the composer turns around and bows. Then you can clap. Yeah. Up until that point. Conductor. The pe- yeah, sorry. Yes. <laughs> the conductor. Up until that point, the performance is still going on. You are silent. And a part of that, it makes sense. Like if there's a lull or a quiet moment in the composition of the music, that's there for a reason. Yeah, yeah. You shouldn't be. So don't be cheering yeah. and clapping during that. But people still do because there's, there's yeah. like a big big rise like uh, we call it, like a build up before the drop type thing like the silence is the drop and it's during that drop then that people are like yeah let's go this is awesome they don't do that they clap and shit yeah Yeah. (laughs) Um,
1: but we see it a lot so we try to go see the Nutcracker every year and that's with a live orchestra as well and we see it during that where like there'll be like the end of the hype and then people will clap but the performance is still going on right? and it's like you don't clap <laughs> it
0: really pisses me off when it happens honestly yeah. again going back to like that fourth grade i could be completely wrong she could have been completely wrong but, but i think that's how i kind of came but up but
1: i think that's what i've even seen t- excuse me oh that's what i've seen too i mean i don't i haven't been to that many you know uh yeah performances like this but it is one of those things where you don't really do like it's silent like the crowd should be completely silent yeah until they are done. Which they didn't have a conductor here, but it was like as soon as they started they dropped their violins, that's when everybody would clap.
0: Because you knew that piece was over. That mm-hmm. piece of music was done. And then all right, let's clap for let's yeah. clap for Dark Knight and then let's go on to the next yeah. piece.
1: Yeah. But um I don't remember what I was gonna say from that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had something before we went into the whole staying silent thing, but uh
0: but like the encore of her being if you're really good, we'll do an encore.
1: Yeah, no, it wasn't. It wasn't about that. It was about the whole feeding off the energy thing. Oh, um, oh, it was about the classical music part. And maybe this is what you were trying to say: is like um, for classical musicians, like you don't have that crowd movement, or you don't have um, even the cheering and stuff in the middle of the song, or like you don't have callbacks, or yeah, yep. you know, call, um, callbacks, right, or callouts,
0: uh, like the um, call and response. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, so you don't have that in that type of music. So for them it is the clap at the end or the excitement at the end sort of thing. Um, where during metal shows, I mean, that's what we normally see is metal shows, you have the crowd movement. You have the the cheering, the call outs, the everything like that. So I mean, yeah,
0: you have your popular songs where people know the lyrics. Yeah. They start singing it yeah. and if the crowd sings it louder than the singer. Like the singer has to like love that and so does the yeah. band of like, holy shit. Our stuff is resonating with them. That's a different type of live performance than this is. Yeah. But
1: what I'm saying is for like the appreciation or like how they were saying like, oh, we feed off your energy. They really don't get that energy for the five to seven minutes. It's at the end of the the performance. Yeah. That you actually get that energy. So I don't know. It's just I'm not saying like anything is bad about either one. It's, you know, just it has to be a different experience for the performer.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I was assuming that they were saying, well, when they first said it at the beginning of, we feed off your energy, make sure we can hear you type thing, I did, I was afraid.
1: <laughs> I knew he was going to do that.
0: I was afraid that 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 would encourage people to sing or chant or say stuff during the middle during of the, the piece, b- yeah. uh, which would have, again, irked me a little bit more. There were some fucking shit eaters around us that wouldn't stop talking yeah. during the performance. And
1: it's so weird because, I mean, this is quieter music. Uh, and stuff but it was like people were whispering yes and i think that they thought like oh if i whisper nobody can hear me i'm s- <laughs> <laughs> cat's being very needy um but yeah like thinking that like you can't hear you whispering or whatever but i'm like that, that yes <laughs> and if very distracting if only one person's doing it maybe you don't hear it but i felt like 10, 20, 30 people were doing it and We were walking out it. and
0: there was like a group of guys like, did you hear so-and-so would not shut up during it. Yeah. And I was like, God damn it. Shut the fuck yes. up. Yes. You're like, off your phone for an hour. It's fine. You yeah. can live. You yeah. will be fine. Like, God, it. we hear it all the time at normal shows that we go to and it pisses us off whenever we hear it yeah. there too. Um, and that
1: music's normally a little bit louder.
0: Louder and also you have typically on the floor where we usually see shows, you have the mobility to move away from that if we wanted yeah, to. Yeah. Be a little distracting for us to start walking around to other <laughs> seats like fuck this. It's too loud over there. We're gonna go sit over here in the aisle. Like, no, yeah. that's just not gonna happen. Okay, uh, buddy. Sorry. Uh anyhow, we <laughs> she came out and did that whole little talk into the next or the last song of the evening, which was uh the Pirates of the Caribbean sort of melody. Yeah, or yeah um, that not, was really fun not melody um yeah
1: melody.
0: Melody I was gonna say um what what's it montage type of thing oh. not a montage <laughs> when you meld a bunch of shit together oh uh because the melody is like the, a musical term oh is it okay music is sounding and whatnot um what's the word i'm looking for composite nah. i
1: would call it a melody because it's not like a full You're like, taking like multiple songs and putting them together yeah yeah i mean that's what i would call it like when they like same machine head when they do the slayer like do you call oh. that a slayer melody no, there was. No.
0: There's something you call it. There's a different terminology for it. I can't think of what it is right now.
1: Yeah, I'll, the only thing coming to my mind is a melody. But melody. I know what you're saying.
0: Not a montage, because that's like in the movie and whatnot. Um, anywho, then they came out and they did their Pirates of the Caribbean little bit as well. Uh, love this movie. Love these movies. Love this soundtrack or the 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 the, the composite like these songs yeah. as well. Um, it was a few years ago though for Pirates of the Caribbean, like the big Jack Sparrow bits, whenever he's doing something heroic and big and grandiose, uh, his sort of main theme music comes through. And I heard that. I was like, I swear to God, I've fucking heard this before. And it took me a little while to place it, but it's from Gladiator. Yeah, It's the same fucking music between Gladiator and Pirates of the Caribbean. And not all of it's the same. And it's a little... I've listened... I listened to it again last night. There's a YouTube video I watched where... Uh, it's got both of them side by side oh, okay. and plays okay. them one after another. Yeah, and they're a little bit different. There's a little bit more added to the the Pirates of the Caribbean version of it. So it's like the Gladiator bit that came out first. Honestly, the the Gladiator bit that was released first seemed to be improved with the Pirates of the Caribbean bit. And I don't know how I feel about this. It's yeah. It's,
1: I've but I don't think it's just Gladiator and Pirates of the Caribbean. Like I've heard. The Pirates of the Caribbean. Gosh, I was gonna say riffs, but like, well, that, it's like a rift, yeah. That melody in other songs, and it's like, and it, and I feel like it is it in Inception. Is there a song that has that? I don't think so. No, it's something that we've watched. I was gonna say recently, we haven't really watched anything recently, but anyways. But I've heard it before, and then that was kind of my thought when I think of Hans. Zimmer, Which I didn't know was Hans Zimmer, but like, it's like, oh, they're writing all this music or like producing all this music or whatever you want to say, but it's the same music just being tweaked slightly. Yeah, tweaked a little bit It's to put into different mu- movies. Yeah,
0: it's weird. Like you always see the, the copyright infringement. So artist A stole from artist B type of thing. Like I had my music out first and you basically took it. And there's been times in the past where you know, that would happen and the artists who plagiarized quote unquote would listen to it. And was like, Oh shit. Um, I had never listened to your song before and you're absolutely right. I came up with those same melodies, those same notes. Um, I put them together. So I, yours came out first. I'm sorry. Here's some royalties for my song that went big. And that's a little different because gladiator and pirates were both written by Hans Zimmer. Yeah. Um, and it's sort of like, as you said, just you're copying yourself for your own music or you're reproducing your own music and whatnot. Um, I did a little bit of research last night afterwards. Um, which so was, you watched YouTube? Watched YouTube and looked at online forms. So hard-hitting data right there. <laughs> um, sources as well. Hard-hitting sources. Um, that sort of indicated for the first Pirates movie, Hans Zimmer kind of came in the last hour. Uh, not like literally last yeah, hour. I heard but I at I the saying. very end of the production of the, of the mm-hmm. music to replace the composer who was there before. Wrote everything in like super fucking quick time because he was super crunched on time to get it done, and released it. So maybe it's possible that like oh shit, I forgot I did that for Gladiator that yeah. was a few years before, and I just sort of or this action it.
1: scenes almost the same or yeah, you, know, you sort could of get fits. the same feeling. Yeah, but I
0: I instantly go back to like the music we listen to, Disturb, for instance, right for the sickness that drum beat at the beginning. If they fucking took that same drum and put that. In the middle of Batman or whatever yeah. fucking song they have out now. fans and people would look at them like, what the fuck? You're yeah, just like, what the fuck are you are just recycling doing? your music again?
1: Yeah. And
0: sure, there's some bands out there that people like, all your music sounds alike. Oh, well,
1: Disturbed Us, but... Sure,
0: exactly. <laughs> but I mean, it sounds alike, but it's also different.
1: Yeah, but I get what you're saying. Like, if they did put that same... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, if they put that in a different song, like, people would pick that up. Yeah. And it wouldn't be, like... But I mean... I guess when I say all disturbed music sounds alike, it's like the guitar riffs and the bass. The structure, of the, the song. structure of everything is the same, and they have the same. Yeah, like every song's gonna have like yeah a melody and then a hard part and then a melody and.
0: So it's it's really hard for me when Hans Zimmer basically plagiarizes himself. Yeah. Um
1: and I'm not saying that that's the case. I just rem- like I remember. I mean, this was before I even knew it was Hans Zimmer, so this is probably like. 15 years, 10 years ago or whatever. Like, I was like, oh, I've heard
0: that song before. Yeah, yep, yeah, like, same. Yeah. That gig, yeah, same reaction I had the first time I heard it. And I say, I'm i not saying it's bad, it's not good. It's just, it's hard for, I, whenever I hear the song, I instantly think of that and I start like, ugh. Yeah. And then when I hear anything by Hans Zimmer, I instantly go to that and like, well, I don't know your entire catalog. Have you already done this before? I don't know if it's good or bad. Like, I d-
1: That's true. I mean, if he's done the scores for 150 movies i mean there could be multiple times that because i think it's international movies it's not just u.s movies also so it's like there could be something out there that's just a repeat
0: yeah i I don't know i just i get torn on it a little bit of thinking if any other band Mm -hmm. did this yeah they wouldn't they'd get like eaten alive but yet it's it's fine for Hans Zimmer to do it and, like, maybe in mu- movies themselves. Like, it's not only Hans Zimmer who does this, it's all over the place. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't know. Um, I did see another video I watched. I think I showed it to you a while ago where they took Hollywood movies and the composition. And John Williams was a big offender of this, where they played his movie music, mainly from Star Wars, and they showed a composer who wrote classical music beforehand and they overlaid them and uh, like almost identical. Oh shit, really? Like the main Star Wars theme was sort of a rip off basically of somebody else. Oh. Uh, um,
1: so that's bad. <laughs> don't do that.
0: <laughs> right. But this is you plagiarizing yourself with Hans. I don't know. Um, yeah. But no, what I was saying is like yeah.
1: what that guy did because. Yeah.
0: Um, in any case, we came to an end. Um, we got our encore because the crowd cheered really loud, stood up even um, and we got more of a pirate, more pirate yeah. music.
1: Um, and during that little bit, you could pull out your phone. Or Yes, yeah. you weren't
0: allowed to do photos or videos. Yeah. Um, but during this last song, you could do yeah. it. And it only lasted like a minute, too. Yeah, so. yeah. if even that, yeah. Um,
1: the couple beside me, though, had their phone out.
0: Did they have it quite a bit? A lot. Uh, we've been to other shows where they say do not use your yeah, phone, yeah. and then there's people all over the place using their phone. Yeah. So we just respect it. I mean,
1: yeah. Like when it's announced. And I, I knew that going in because I did read the frequently asked questions little thing, and I was like, oh, phones aren't allowed. So we discussed how we were going to do this. Are you going to post anything on social media? We might.
0: We have, I haven't looked at the photos yet. You sent me yeah. some beforehand because we did yeah. some of the stage, the venue. Um, we did this, I think the last time we saw a show like this was the acoustic wage war yep. and... Somebody else uh, show. A day two I remember. Yeah, their show and the same thing was announced. Like, please do not take photos. We we're at the Chicago theater, so we awesome venue. So we just took photos of the venue yeah. and posted that. Yeah. Same thing here. Awesome venue. That Plus was we got some photos of the band. Yeah, that
1: was one that there was. They said no photos, no video, but everybody everybody was. did it. Yeah. So we. I don't know. I don't want to say we're better than everybody else, but we just wanted to respect the. Yeah,
0: try to respect the the wishes of the performers for yeah, sure. Yeah. Um. But you mentioned you had read that beforehand. Also beforehand, when you bought your tickets, it gave you a tentative program, which is, like yeah. I said, we had been reading off of. Um, I like going into shows not knowing the set list. Yeah. And I think you do too. Yeah, I do. Um, I purposely did not look this up, but I think you saw it. What What are your thoughts about knowing the set list ahead yeah. of time?
1: Um, well, it, there's two things. One, that they announce the set list. I mean, granted, we think Gladiator and Dune were mixed or just flipped, you know, flipped or whatever. Or oh, is this a different one? Has that the actual songs?
0: So this is the Adele one. They have a tentative program for that as well of all the songs they'll play for Adele, which is again, I you can, I don't like you that. know you're playing Hello, you know you're playing Rumor Has It. Um set, set fire to the Rain. Oh, Set Fire to the Rain. Uh and Rolling in the Deep. Like these are classic Adele songs that you know you're going to get. I don't like knowing it ahead of time though. Yeah. Like,
1: I mean, I guess, but yeah, when you buy your tickets, you have to look at, I guess you don't have to look at this, but.
0: Yeah. They were talking about this performance, uh, like promoting it um, at last night's show when we saw the mm-hmm. the Hunzimmer one, and they brought up like, if you want to listen to a bunch of breakup songs, come do that. <laughs> then go get dinner and come back again for more breakup songs. <laughs> yeah. um, looking at this though, hello, fucking slow, sad, goddamn song. To start with? don't fucking start with something so slow. Start with Rolling in the Deep, something heavy and like uplifting. Um, but Rolling in the Deep is like a classic closer for Adele, I think. Yeah. So it's really weird to see a performance start with something so soft and sad.
1: Yeah. Um. Anyways, you asked... Sorry. No, I, ahead, I agree with yeah, you yeah. on there. But um, you asked about seeing the set list beforehand. I did see it because... I mean, when I bought the tickets, it was listed right there. But then also... I mean, bands do this as well, where they're like, hey, this is the song I'm playing or whatever. But this was done a little bit differently, where we were talking that one announced, or one person would... Uh, so out of the quartet, like, one person announced uh, oh, uh, every saying, few yeah. songs. So, like, say when the cello um, guy was announcing um, the uh, Dunkirk Pacific, Super uh, Batman, and then Superwoman. like Wonder Woman. Or Wonder Woman, excuse <laughs> me. Um, so when that was being announced, I was like oh so now i know the next four songs that you're gonna play like cool but cool yeah <laughs> i don't know i just didn't really like that setup i mean that would be like randy going up and being like okay so we're going to now play lay to rest and then five one two it, instead and of walk like, with me in hell yeah like, these like, are the next four songs yeah expect. like yeah. these are what we're gonna play which i mean bands do do that like Going back to Lamb of God, like he does say, this song was written about a my short stay
0: in a gated community. A gated
1: community. You know, like so you know what song's gonna, you know it's gonna be five one two, but it's like it's not like he's announcing
0: four songs in a row here. The next yeah,
1: song. I mean that'd be kind of like a band being like, okay, we're gonna play our encore now. It's gonna be Enter Sandman. Yeah, uh, you know, like I yeah. don't know. So I didn't this okay, like. I I get why they did this so that you can kind of see like what is going to be played. Now this is tentative program, but it's like, it is the program. Yep. Yep. Well, I mean with two things flipped, but like, I I don't know. I just, I don't like how they announced the songs during the performance either. Mm -hmm. And like, if we see the Lincoln park one, I'm probably going to try not to look at this or I'll be like, Hey, can you, I could buy it. Buy the tickets really quick and don't scroll down sort yep, of thing. Yep. I don't know. It's just one of those things where it's like, it's I also, don't want to know.
0: It's also different though, I think, for classical music as a whole because the few classical performances I saw um, way back when were they did in celebration of Beethoven in Des Moines as well where they did every single one of his symphonies. And you bought knowing what symphony you were going to oh, go to. So you already knew what so they were going to play. I kind of know what you're getting into. Yeah. It's like, I'm going to go listen to this piece of music. I'm choosing to listen to this piece of music. Not like, I'm going to go see this artist and hopefully I hear the song I want to hear. It's, I'm going to hear the yeah. song I want to hear.
1: That makes sense. So maybe it's just the different style of music. It could be. Well, and I'm wondering, I haven't been to, maybe we need to just go to a symphony, like a real, I'm, I'm saying real symphony performance, but just go to kind of see what happens. But I wonder, like, if you do get, like, a program, you know, like, um, for the ballet, like, you get a program... You do. ...that goes through the, like, here's scene one, two, three, four, intermission, scene, you know, like, all that. So you know what you're going to hear then.
0: Yeah, you do. You get the program that will tell you, like, who's composing, uh, the members that are up on stage, what instruments they play, what chairs they are. Uh, You get a lot of promotion for people who bought ads and for the the rich donors who gave us a little bunch of fucking money to get their name in the program. (laughs) Uh, And then you... That'll typically show, get like a, start doing that. <laughs> <laughs> you get like a, a paragraph or two also of the piece of music to, again, that, that background into what the music is, what the feeling is, what the, mm-hmm. it's supposed to be about. Like, this is the four seasons. This is the changing of the seasons in each movement.
1: So, you do know what you're listening to. You do, yeah. Yeah. So, it might be just a different style of music that does that. I mean, I know people look up set lists before going to concerts yep, yep. a lot. Um, again, this
0: is one thing we don't like to do. Yeah. So. I Some don't people know. might love to do that because they want to know what they're getting into and like, yeah. I am I going to hear my favorite song or not?
1: Yeah, like I'm already on. I mean, not I'm already. I'm on a lot of Disturb pages on Facebook, and somebody was like, "Does anybody have a copy of a stage set or you know, oh. like a set list?" Um, and like when the pyro is gonna like, they wanted to know all of it, and I'm just like, they want to take photos and shit. Probably, I think so. Yeah,
0: because I did when we went to see Shine Down. Uh, we went with our friend Angie and Josh, mm-hmm. and Angie goes to Shine Down all the time. She fucking loves them, and. I, I knew I knew that so it's like, hey, when there's gonna be pyro and shit, just tap me on the shoulder <laughs> so I fucking know when when to be. Yeah. To and that's what you It's like, you're gonna get a lot of pyro for this next song. Trust yeah. me. Yeah. Sure enough, boom, there it was.
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess that's kind of cool for like the photos, and I'm sure that's what it was for. Um, but it's like I don't, I don't want to know. And I knew before we saw Disturbed last year that they didn't end with uh the sickness or yeah. not with the sickness. Um, and it's like when I saw that on. The Facebook or on on the Facebook <laughs> on Facebook, I was like, I don't want to know that. Like, yeah. why would you say
0: that? I don't know. What
1: were your thoughts on knowing the songs though? I didn't know the songs. I didn't oh, you go didn't look at this?
0: I purposely did not going in. I'm not a fan that it's listed there mm-hmm. that you get to see him. But again, that's me personally. Um, I wish it was on the web page maybe hidden like with a drop down or something. Oh, like, like oh yeah, that makes sense. Like the program, click here to expand or to view. Yeah. So it's, so it is hidden for those who want to yeah. be surprised. I, again, that's just our way to consume live music and the way we prefer you to know, do it. It's not right. It's not wrong. It's just our way of doing it. Um, overall though, I, I thought the performance was great. I really enjoyed it. Um, the chatter level was probably a one to two for me. It was not much chatter. It was just that murmur. It was a whisper. whisper. Yeah. Um, still a little distracting so chatter level for me one to two i would say i don't know if you would agree yeah, with that Yeah, that's fine I, maybe we'll start doing this for all the live shows we go to but chatter has been a fucking issue yeah
1: i it's saw so it was a arena show for some pop art or some artist or whatever and they called the person a karen which pissed me off but <laughs> basically she was like complaining to an usher about the people sitting next to her and she wanted to be moved. Like, not saying, like, she's like, either I need to be moved or they need to be moved. Or
0: shut the fuck up. And
1: people in the comments were like, you're at a live show, what do you expect? I'm like... You to
0: shut the fuck up. I
1: expect for you to shut the fuck up and listen to the music. If you're singing along to the music or cheering, that's a different thing. Yes, yes. But if you're just talking about some random...
0: Here's my day at work today. What would we be having for dinner tomorrow? This is
1: where I parked my car. This is how many beers I'm going to drink tonight. Like, I don't really fucking care. Yeah. Like...
0: We're here to enjoy the music. We're here to listen to music, not your side conversation. Exactly. Exactly. So. And you paid how much fucking money to be here to chat? Like, yeah. enjoy the moment. Enjoy yeah. the music. Yeah. I, I don't know. I That's guess I tangent.
1: agree. I guess I agreed with the Karen because I was like, no, you should yeah. either have the right to move. And again, she was in seats where we were just talking. Like, if we were on a floor, we would have just moved to a different section yep. where if you're in the seats. Yeah. You can't move. Anyways.
0: Anyway, uh, Different small tangent. Um all in all. <laughs> we always call on tangents, yeah, so do. it doesn't matter. <laughs> all in all, I really did enjoy it. I love the the background, the little chats in between. I wish there was more of that. Yeah. Um we have a vinyl of the Lost performance that they mm-hmm. did. They went and played the classic like the, the score for Lost in, in a setting where they came out and they talked about the song and what scenes they're in and how it's important and whatnot. I really loved that backstory and that interaction. I really loved it here too. Um again, the candlelight for me was a little bit Yeah. It could have just gimmicky. been in a regular theater. Could, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I would have I would have gone to see that too. Yeah. Um, thinking more on it, I'm kind of glad the the movie scenes weren't there because mm-hmm. it would have distracted me a little bit more from the music. Mm-hmm. Not as much, but it, it still would have been a little bit of a distraction from the music. And we're here for the music, so. Um. But all in all, thirty three dollars a ticket. This is definitely yeah. worth it for me. Yeah, just for a night out. Yeah. A yeah. lot of fun. Definitely want to go see more of this. And yeah. Probably will at some point in the future.
1: I really want to go to. M- Like if they do a Linkin Park or like I don't know maybe I don't know if they would do it but like a Metallica or you know like just something like um, more art style of music. Yeah. I mean this was really cool but it would be fun to. But to to be fair,
0: like if this is the same night of the same reason we didn't go to Linkin Park, if this is the same night of Avatar in Town or any other band we halfway enjoy or haven't even heard of, but it's a metal band at whatever the Metro or some shit. I would choose that yeah. over this. This is, to me, this is more of a, eh, if we have nothing going on, I'm more than happy to go check this out. I love, I would love to check this out. Yeah. I love live music. Let's fucking go check That's it kinda
1: out. That's kind of how this came up. Is I was like, oh, they're doing Hans Zimmer. Like, you want to go see weeks, it? We, yeah. we don't have anything going on. Yeah. Like, like let's go see it. So.
0: Uh, but yeah, definitely worth checking out. And it's it's live music. Live music in a whole. is just fucking awesome. Yeah. So.
1: Yeah. Just building on what they even opened with is like, thanks for coming out to. Because I think they even said like we know you could sit at home and watch yes. these movies and hear this music, but you're supporting live music, so right, yeah, yeah, exactly, which we 100% agree with.
0: And if it's not something you're really into, still go check it out and find out. If you've never done it, experience it, find out for sure that yep, I'm I'm not a real fan of movie scores. I don't need to go see this again, but who knows? Um, just go explore music, go explore live music. It's it's a blast. So um, go go out and check it out.
1: Yep. Bye.